Revelation chapter 14, verses 9 through 12. If anyone worships the beast and his image and receives his mark on his forehead or on his hand, he himself shall also drink of the wine of the wrath of God, which is poured out full strength into the cup of his indignation. He shall be tormented with fire and brimstone in the presence of the holy angels and in the presence of the Lamb, and the smoke of their torment ascends forever and ever. And they have no rest day or night who worship the beast and his image, whoever receives the mark of his name. Here is the patience of the saints. Here are those who keep the commandments of God in the faith of Jesus. I think that you know already fully well that the mark of the beast in the original the mark of the beast or the sign of the beast of the man of sin and son of perdition is expressed and defined as the rulership of God and silver over people expressed in the equivalence of money. I will remind you that once during one of his speeches, Baron Rothschild, one of the high-ranking leaders of the secret organizations, that are bringing to life a new world order which will be headed by a man of sin and a son of perdition said the following words give me control of a nation's currency and i don't care who makes its laws whoever controls the money supply in any country is a master of all its legislation and all its commerce and he was right because this definition is an unshakable Biblical truth. Ecclesiastes 10.19 says, A feast is made for laughter, and wine makes merry, but money answers everything. Based on scripture, most people, the majority of people, Christian people, including the majority of so-called Christians without even realizing it, have already sold and will sell their freedom for the opportunity to have it increase the money supply in their accounts. We should note that to have and grow on our account money for good intentions is not slavery, sin, or something reprehensible. Sin is an incorrect relationship toward money. The correct attitude toward money, as you have already understood, is determined by dominance over money, while the wrong attitude toward money is determined in the dominance of money over us, behind which stands the demonic prince Mammon. And therefore, we might have them or might not have them. Yet, this doesn't de- this doesn't depend. A person might be dependent on money even if he doesn't have them, and he might not depend on money even though he has them. We may or may not agree with this, however, it is our attitude towards money that determines both our deity and our worship. And if according to scripture the power of money over us is the root of all evil, as it is written, the root of evil is love for money, then as a result we can conclude that our power over money is the root of all goodness. There is only one way to take power over money. Firstly, to give a full tithe and offering from everything that we acquire before taxes are deducted from it. And secondly, to give according to the biblical ordinances. Christians who refuse to give tithes and offerings or who give them in a way that is not in accordance with the directions of Scripture, even if unconsciously, are already worshipping the beast and his image. Let's read how to give according to the ordinances. 
when you have finished laying aside all the tithe of your increase in the third year, the year of tithing, then say before the Lord your God, I have removed the holy tithe from my house, and also have given them to the Levite, the stranger, the fatherless. I have done according to all your commandments. I have not transgressed your commandments, nor have I forgotten them. I have not eaten any of it one in mourning, nor have I removed any of it for an unclean use, nor giving any of it for the dead. I have obeyed the voice of the Lord my God, and have done according to all that you have commanded me. Look down from your holy habitation, from heaven, and bless your people Israel, not me, but bless your people Israel. Because God is not going to bless a person separately from his people. He blesses him with the people. Therefore, it is important for us to ask for this blessing for the chosen remnant of God. Look upon your holy habitation from heaven and bless your people Israel and the land which you have given us. Just as you swore to our fathers, a land flowing with milk and honey. Deuteronomy chapter 26, verses 12 through 15. To not eat any of it in sorrow or when in mourning out of what we offer him means having clothing and food to be content, that is, to be content with little. God might give a lot, but if we don't have a lot but a little, we must thank God for the little that we have. This means to not eat when in mourning, because Christians are in mourning because they have very little. But why in mourning? Because they look at the one who has a lot. As one poet had once said, she had came here, she was a Christian woman, she wrote one poem, she said, don't look at the one whose grass is greener from your window, but instead look at those who have it off far off worse than you, and then you will understand. Take a look at how many people in this world live worse than us, even far worse than us, but for some reason we are looking at those who live better than us. And this causes mourning and dissatisfaction, and this brings the heart of the Father to sorrow. Let's not look at one or the other, but let's look just at the Lord because our future is in Him. Why do we look at whoever has more or whoever has less? Truth be told, if I see a person who is blessed with earthly goods, I'm talking about a Christian, my heart rejoices. And I thank God. I thank God that God blesses His people. Furthermore, this means to be faithful and little and live in accordance with your earnings. Then, to not give any of it for an unclean use means whatever work we may do to do it for the Lord, knowing that in this manner we are serving Jesus Christ. If a person does not do his work as for the Lord, then he doesn't work, then he doesn't serve the Lord Jesus. And many Christians don't like their jobs, and they do it not with their whole soul. We need to understand that when we do with all our strength, our soul, then when we give a tenth of it of our offerings and we bring them to God, this is going to be blessed in a special way. But when we did it not with our soul, not with our strength, and then when we offer this to God, imagine how God is going to accept this. Scripture says directly that when we do it as with our soul for the Lord, then in doing so, we are serving the Lord Jesus Christ. It doesn't matter that our 
supervisor has given us this job. He's not nearby. He's not looking after us. The Lord constantly observes us and is looking at how we do our job. Therefore, when we understand these principles, then devil will not have the opportunity to place into our heart the desire to become rich quickly. And to not give any of it for the dead means to not have fellowship or contact with those who are alive to God and then left the congregation and strayed from the ways of righteousness. When we communicate with them, with these people who have died to the Lord, who have died to our congregation, then in this manner we give for the dead. We communicate with the dead and then we offer it to the Lord, we offer to the Lord our tithe. Again, also it's important for us to understand that many Christians are not happy with their services, thinking about something great, about some kind of evangelism. They see successful evangelists and they begin to give to these organizations, not understanding and not comprehending the fact that these organizations could be dead, that God had, did not create these organizations. Oftentimes, these large evangelistic missionaries, they don't depend on the church. They were created on their own, independent of the church, and they don't have a church that could finance them. Be careful of trying to finance these missionary organizations. The church is a missionary. Only she can send, and if she sends, she needs to subsidize this missionary. If, of course, God gives a revelation to the pastor who to send and who to subsidize. But in fact, we've already talked about how each of us becomes a, the living gospel when we take off the old man with his works, renew our thinking with the spirit of our mind, and begin to call the inexistent as existent. The, inexistent power of life as existent in our body. We call it already as existent. And when we do this, and when we offer tithes in this state, we are a light. We don't need to go anywhere. You see, the sun doesn't need to go anywhere. When it shines, it shines the whole the, to the whole land. God will make it so that the glory and the news regarding your ministry and service to God is going to spread throughout the whole earth. The Holy Spirit has these capabilities. Don't think that this must be some kind of mass media information, although they might be used by God. But God will make it. God will make wings. He will give wings to this light, to the one who truly is the light. And thus, you are going to be uh, evangelists. And you are already evangelists because our service is uh, on live stream and it is translated through media. And those who are meant for salvation, they listen, they are edified by it, and they grow in faith. Let us stand and let us serve God with tithes and offerings. This service is worship. Without this service, our worship ceases to be worship. Without this service, we cannot be found in the gates of the Lord. We might find ourselves in the church, but in the gates, in the courts of the Lord that are found in the fourth dimension, we can't find ourselves there. And therefore, each time we honor God with tithes and offerings, we open the entrance into the gates of the Lord. We honor God, acknowledge His authority over us, 
and express our love to Him. Let us sing together. Now I gladly remind you that each time when Israel had honored God with tithes and offerings, either in the tabernacle of Moses or in the temple of Solomon, they were called to according to the words of Moses, which he had received as a revelation from the Lord, to raise their hands over their offerings and to proclaim one unique proclamation that they were faithful to for thousands of years. We, being that same Israel tied to that same root, will do the same thing. Please raise your right hand over your offerings and pray along with me. 
Heavenly Father, in the name of Jesus Christ, I have separated the tithes from my home and have brought them into your home so that your home may have food. I do not give impurely, I do not give in mourning, and I do not give for the dead. I rejoice that I have the privilege to express my love and to acknowledge your authority. And according to your word, I ask you, right now, may your heavenly windows be opened and may your blessing come down abundantly upon your redeemed nation. In the name of Jesus Christ, amen. Amen. May the Lord bless you. You may be seated.